Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Boy, that traffic is standstill out there. Did you see the news? It's a big accident. I know, I was in it. And how did you get around all of that? You know the saying, when in doubt, just start taking a right. Okay. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So, join me on the flip. We're going to be getting into what to do when everything is out of sorts, awry, and it's all stopped up and jammed up. So stick with me as we talk about Take a Right. I'll see you on the flip. All right. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. And so let's go on and get into it. And so when I was preparing my notes for the day, the big news as as of the time of this recording was that uh, the national, uh, not national, excuse me, the World Health Organization, WHO or WHO, uh, has declared uh, the coronavirus as a global pandemic. And if you are listening to this in the future and you know how the story ends, please don't judge me for anything um, because... I'm working with the resources that I have right now. So anyway, uh, when we talk about take a right, it's not only uh, literally about trying to escape the gridlock of um, commuter traffic. It's also a reminder to get off the beaten path. Get, you know, go in a different direction. Uh, Find innovative and, yes, novel ways to deal with the situation. And so um, in keeping with the spirit of how wisdom has been leading this podcast, we're going to continue to work on strengthening our minds and our emotions um, to kind of get, um, I don't want to say barriers, but I do want to say some guidance as we go about our daily life, we matriculate and all of those things. And I was going to call this ride it out, (laughs) but it's not just about riding something out. That would be too callous of something to say when we are dealing with uh, a situation that has not been dealt with on this level in a long time. And so it would be very callous to just say, oh, just, you know, do this or do that. And so we're not going to go down that road. And that's why I didn't name it, ride it out. Okay. But I do want to talk about uh, some concepts and you know how we do here. I'm going to give you some concepts and give you some uh, quick little things to hopefully help you to maintain all of the wisdom strengthening and the mental strengthening that you have been able to acquire 
since listening to this podcast and riding with me, okay? All right, so let's get into it. So the first thing I want to do is I want to talk about a concept that's called depressive realism. And what depressive realism is, is that when you take, uh, when you view depressed people and the way they see things, they tend to have what people would call a more accurate view of the world. Now, I don't necessarily say that that's an accurate view. And the reason why I say that is because I'm going to be talking about some different types of decline in just a minute. That's going to kind of like throw a wrench in this. But I do want to set it off by saying, I mean, by giving you this. So with this depressive realism, when they say that depressed people have a more accurate view of the world, they say it's because they're more realistic about how risky and fragile life is. And that would be opposed to um, blissfully unaware or the famous, you know, ignorance is bliss kind of um, predicament. And that's all well and good. But there is also something that we need to take into account. And I wrote this down how I got it. All right. And wisdom wants us to know right here and now. And I'm going to say it now. and I'm going to say it again and probably often. That warnings are not always wisdom. Sometimes they're just fear playing dress up. Okay? Warnings aren't always wisdom. Sometimes they're fear playing dress up. And so with the the idea of the depressive realism, the riskiness factor and the fragility of life are very true. But when they tip over into the... um, pessimism, the woe is me, and they start to infect the way we um, form our story is when there is a problem. All right. So thank you for letting me set this up. So now let's start working on this story. Now, you might know this or might not uh, if you're new to the podcast, but I am a full time uh, fiction author. And I write fiction books for a living. Yes. (laughs) And because of that, I am constantly uh, teaching myself new concepts and uh, trying to strengthen the ones that I do know. And there is a uh, type of narration, which we would call that internal dialogue that we work with as authors to deal with the turmoil that a character might be going through. And we do this to, you know, to create tension, twist the knife in the wound and all of that. And that helps us to be able to give the reader an insight on the stories that the character is telling his or herself that might be erroneous. I don't know if you've ever read a book and um, found yourself yelling at the character like, how can you believe that? That's so wrong. Can't you see? That's when we are taking that poetic license and that um, fiction device to create that turmoil within the uh, character and hopefully within the reader if they've connected to the character. And so I'm going to be talking really quickly about three types of decline that we need to be aware of. And the first one is narrative decline. And that's when the stories that we tell ourselves change for the worse. And as I said before, it's real. 
out here. You know, uh, this is not fake or play or whatever. Pandemics are real and we need to heed what um, will help us all not only survive, but to help everyone and uh, get through this. But the thing is, is that we have to be careful because if we don't, um, we can create, we have we have so much power that we can actually create our own demise. Mm-hmm. Over and over again, there have been times when uh, massive um, malaise has overtaken um, a people and it has not gone well. You can look at the Great Depression. You can look at the destruction after World War II across Europe. You can even look at um, the financial crisis of 2007 in the U.S. with the housing market and on and on, just many different things um, that when you know, you know, it's bad and, you know, you take off the rose-colored glasses that you have to walk a fine line between accurately viewing the world in a realistic way to know that life is fragile and things are risky and then tipping over too much to where you get into this pessimism and you start to change your internal narrative. You start to change your internal dialogue of how life should be. And I am here to sound the clarion call to don't do that. Do not change your story of hope. Do not change your story of expectation. Take a right. Get off that uh, standstill traffic lane and 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 move. Just get get off the highway. Um, if it looks glim and grim and you're at a standstill and you're not even moving, get off and go in a new direction. All right. So. These three different um, types of decline. So the first one, as I've said, is narrative. And then the next one is physical. Okay, now with the physical, it's where you have an actual physical environmental change. And so think of when you have uh, natural disasters, hurricanes, um, war, and turmoil, um, that it's just physically not there anymore. It was here today and it's gone tomorrow. That's a decline that is not as bad as narrative, to be honest with you. And the reason why is because when those types of things happen out of the blue, people tend to, instead of getting pessimistic, They get a fighting spirit about them to go in and to rebuild and rebound. And so a physical decline is not as detrimental as a narrative uh, decline because that narrative decline is in our head. I remember when uh, 9-11 happened and it was just, oh my gosh, The air was thick with the mourning, the shock, and the apathy and um, the hopelessness. And it was not a good look for us. And it wasn't until people got out there and started remembering to say, go about, you know, your life. Get back into it. Uh, Life goes on that we had to get ourselves together, dust ourselves off and get back into it. And so 
physical decline is real. And to know about it and to remember that it came to pass, not to stay, will help you because you cannot fixate on the destruction. You can't fixate on uh, how things have changed as much as you work to do what you can to get to a point where you are able to rebound and survive and thrive, maintain and all of that. But then the third one, now the third decline is what they call the technical or legal decline. And this one, this one is when you reach a point of no return. It's like the end. It, it can be you've run out of money, bankruptcy, or uh, someone dies. Yeah. Um, so this decline is harder than the rest, but, and I say but, but it still is not the final death nail in how you can react to your situation because you can still change your narrative. So even if it's the end of something, you can still change your narrative uh, such that you regain that fighting spirit within you and us as a as a nation as a world and and a community global community and society so that we don't get bogged down by what everything looks like as much as what we quote unquote know that we can have all right so let me go back and let me recap these again because we're going to move into some practical stuff in just a minute okay all right so we are in a time where people are gearing up for the worse. It's getting harder and harder each day for um, people to ignore the, the tsunami. Uh, for a lot of people, the economic tsunami that is in full swing. And it's not going to be cute in just about a minute because, um, like, for instance, I live in the Atlanta metro area. And this area is uh, impacted by the airlines. We have the busiest, not the largest, but we have the busiest airport in the world here. And so because of that, we have not only the airlines, airline employees and all of that, but the subsidiaries of those permeate out into the um urban sprawl of Atlanta. And now that travel has been restricted and there have been a lot of things, the fallout is is swift. There are people who are not receiving monies who do not have the the backup, if you will. They are your everyday working people, uh, hand to mouth. Let's just be honest, hand to mouth. If they don't work, they don't eat. And so it is causing ripple effects through my community. And it's no one's fault. It is just what it is. And so looking at this, and this is just the beginning, um, there are some real hard truths that we have to look at and we have to um, address and deal with. And we don't have the luxury of being stymied, of uh, being frozen with fright and fear. We have to take a right. We have to be able to keep moving and keep going. And so even though depressive realism is real and that you're able to take off 
the rose-colored glasses and, and see the world in its realistic, risky, fragile life glory, we still have to maintain an understanding that decline is out there, but there are remedies. And so again, the three declines that I have talked about today are narrative decline. That's the most insidious one because that's the one that you have power over. Do not let your outside influences affect your inside motivations. And I hope you realize that no one can motivate you. You can get inspired by other people, but the motivation comes from within. And is and my hope is that those listening under the sound of my voice, that you realize that narrative decline is being fueled by what we see, what we're feeling, and even what we're experiencing. But you can overcome it by buffering, changing, updating, strengthening your dare. Uh, I mean, your daring to expect. Yesterday, when we talked about expectations and we talked about you get what you expect, not always what you hope for, this is the time more than ever to dig in and to demand yourself to make clear your expectations and hold on to them, and let uh, guarding them with your very life because it really does depend on it. So being aware of those narrative declines are the stories that we tell ourselves or the stories that we uh, allow to permeate us, those stories of fear. And then the next one is physical decline. That's where you see environmental changes. That's where um, you can see that uh, um, a city in decline, um, grounded flights where people, because they're grounded, no, you, you know, if you can't fly, you can't work. Um, just today as well, um, many of the airlines are taking the initiative to ground what they call what they're calling ghost flights. And those ghost flights are flights where they're transporting two or three people, you know, just because people are doing what has been asked of them and staying home. And so it's it, it's not good for our environment. It's not good for the companies. It's not good for anyone to be running these flights um, uh, as empty. Now, because I did work in the airline industry, I understand that there are even more ramifications that the pu general public might not understand uh, that have to do with legalities, governmental regulations, and the like with um, uh, air, air, airline and airport slots for the planes and all of this kind of stuff. And it's, it's a headache that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. You know, what do you do when you have a stable of planes, but you don't have anywhere to put them? What do you do with the security of people who would try to come and do craziness, like take a, a idled uh, plane for a joyride? I mean, things happen. It gets crazy. And so the physical decline is very real. Um, but as I said before, one of the good things about this kind of decline is that people usually snap out of it and uh, rally to to get things back to norm. And um, I want to add this and and uh, to this particular type of decline, and it is because the universe abhors a void. And when things are not working as they should, there is that part of us that is made 
to solve. We do not like to allow uh, puzzles and uh, curiosities and and the like to go unattended to. And so we will work to do what needs to be done to get things back in working order. And so there's that, um, that bright note, if you will, of the physical decline. But it's that technical, the technical slash legal decline that is the one that we need to be mindful of. And that's the decline when you run out of money, someone dies, uh, it's the end. There is no coming back from it. And that's the one that has people, especially in my city, shaking. Because what happens is, if you think about it, the average uh, working person uh, is already dependent on their income. And unless you are independently wealthy to be able to not have monies coming in for weeks, months on end, you're going to start to feel the burn. And this this can lead to bankruptcy. This can lead to uh, evictions and foreclosures and repo repossessions and those things. Um, I have been looking at when I was, you know, trying to make sure I researched enough uh, for today's uh, podcast. I was looking at how some cities, states, and even countries are dealing with um, the threat of eviction and uh, and the like. Because let's let's look at it based on today's date. And if people were depending on their their pay that they were going to receive for the rest of this month to pay for next month. It's getting it's getting kind of tight, especially when there are mandated uh, stoppages of work. And if, like I said, you're not salaried if you don't work, you don't eat, and and you don't get paid. And so it's getting real out there. And so the technical slash legal decline is the one that I would ask people to be mindful of. So. Now that we've talked about that, let's talk about some of the practical things of how do you turn right when it seems like all um, everything is crashing in. So the first thing is, is to survive. You've got to um, stop any kind of free fall, any kind of pessimism, any kind of uh, situation that would cause you to have that mental narrative decline that we just talked about. And so the best way to do that is to return to basics. Simplicity still wins. And so to do that, um, all of the stuff that you already know how to do that I am not going to go into details, but just simply mention like watching your spending, reaching out to creditors and the like and explaining your situation um, because, you know, they are they are aware of what's going on, but they need to ne- they need to hear from you, and um, being able to get ready like our ancestors did, like our previous generations, when it was time to buckle down, when the storm clouds were circling, when uh, it was going to be a tough season, they did these types of things. Um, Most people will run to the grocery store and get a lot of supplies, and that's good. That's like the first line of defense. But there are other things that need to be um, shored up and taken care of with regards to the running of your life, not just your household, but your life. And so do those types of things while you can. Uh, the next thing is, is get ready to have a long view. And that means that 
This is not something that you need to only try to plan for day by day. You do. But you also need to look at the ramifications because anytime you have something this big and powerful happening globally, you're not only going to have the immediate impact, but you're going to have a ripple effect after the fact when it bounces back on us. So make sure that you get ready for the long view and um, do what you can to evaluate your health situation, your financial situation, your emotional situation, your relationship situations, and any other areas that you need to deal with. There are some people that still are supposed to be going to work, but their kids can't go to school. So there are a lot of different things that you can look at, including cooperating with others to get community uh, involvement for for kids, for all the stuff that needs to happen. It might just even start in your neighborhood or even in your cul-de-sac, uh, reaching out and helping each other so that you can make it through. And so the next thing is, is understand, and I hate to say this, but when it hit me today, I was like, wow, the planet that we live on has been good to us. Let's just say it. The planet, for the most part, has been good to us. She offers us our nourishment, a place to stay. Uh, She gives us soil and water and air to breathe. And so we depend on her. And it's mighty funny that we never realize that the offerer occasionally asks something in return. So we can't balk. We really can't. In the book, uh, Sapiens, uh, it's the evolution of our uh, um, of, of our growth as human beings. Uh, the author talks about how just in a normal population, nothing uh, being introduced, just the way we evolve, from time to time, there will be viruses and outbreaks that happen. And we, are, we, we tend to try to make sense by causation. We want it to be A, e, uh, if A happens, then B. And sometimes it's, it's a mutation. <laughs> sometimes it's, it is what it is. And so having read that book and, and understanding that from that perspective helps me to not try to get my head around the woulda, coulda, shouldas, and this is what happened and that's what happened. Instead, not having to be bogged down with that part of my brain that needs to try to make sense of stuff, I'm able to just be like, okay, it is what it is. Let's, you know, let's work to to get ourselves together and see what we can do. All right. So that means that we have to get more productive. And when I talk about more productive, meaning that we have to stretch and grow and get out of our routine thinking, it is now time for us to uh, think out of the ordinary. And thus, we need to take a right. We need to go off of a beaten path, break out of the synapse journey that we're so used to, the rote behavior and the rote thinking. And I don't I don't say that think out of the box because there is no box, but we have to be willing to think corkscrew if we need to, to be able to do things. It's been attributed to Einstein that has said about problem solving that the mind that created the problem is not the mind that is going to solve it. 
And I like the way he puts that or whoever said that because it never said it's not the same person. It just see it just lets us know that there has to be some evolutionary uh, enlightenment that has to happen. And so it's times like now when we have to get more productive to be able to produce um, what we need in times like this. And um, I just want to kind of just say this part. And that is to don't paint, not do not paint with a, a wide brush, uh, you know, with, when it comes to pessimism, because it's running rampant. It's not where everyone is uh, in dire need, and it's not where everyone is okay. It is the same kind of um, uh, mixture that we're used to, it's just exaggerated. And when we get into the nihilistic uh, downbeat of everybody's going to die, everything is horrible, that's when we start to have problems. So if you find yourself doing that, or even if you find yourself entertaining other people that do it, politely and tactfully excuse yourself from that because your, your top job is to maintain that narrative that is running through your mind. Do not let it decline. Don't let it go off into left field. Be strong and understand that it came to pass not to stay. And that this is just simply a time for us to go back to the basics, for us to understand with clarity uh, of realism that this is real, And to understand that there are certain things that we can still do to overcome and to move through this as expeditiously as possible. Remember, warnings aren't always wisdom. Sometimes they're just fear playing dress up. It is our duty now to survive, to sustain, and to maintain. And when we talk about that, yesterday I talked a little bit more about finite and infinite games, and I talked about uh, the different types. And I'm just going to remind you today we are faced with how to continue doing our infinite game of life. And if you remember, I talked about how when you're playing a finite game where there is an ending, a goal, or a win, you are all about having power. But when you are playing this infinite game to keep this game going as long as possible with as high health and quality, you have to have strength to endure. And so this is where the uh, sustaining and the maintaining comes in. You got to keep swimming. You can't take your eye off of the storm, not for one second. And you have to remember, keep your mind in the game. Be able to will yourself to see past this and see that it turned out all right, that everything turned out well. And by doing that, you will do yourself a service. You will do your community a service and we will get through this. So I want you to go on and take a right, get off the beaten path and start making yourself be productive to produce innovative, ingenious ways of handling the situation. And if you're out there and you've already been um, affected, understand that this is not the end. This is not, uh, this. <laughs> even if this is a technical decline, it's not your end. 
All right. So guess what? Yep. My time is up. I thank you for yours. This is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.